We got Chuck with us today, everybody. What up? Maybe every day. Who knows? Hopefully every day. Sometimes every day. Some, well, we, we definitely have him in spirit every day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the conversation we were having is... We were a, trying to figure out a score sheet. A pretty relevant one. This term yeah. score sheets maybe like doesn't give anybody a great Yeah, did you get clue. a background to... Well, I mean, we're trying to come up with a way to give feedback in a company that's not super, super small anymore and in a way that mixes both financial and cultural goals yeah, and in a of, digestible way. I mean, it's kind of complicated, but well, we're not in the just feedback though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right, the health right. of the so, business. Right. right. So we have, um, sure. We have our, our L I'm just going to call it L10 meeting. Yeah. It's L10 meeting with our executive team. And one part of that is, the scorecard and how how the scorecard is described in this EOS system to us is okay if you were stranded on a desert island and you you could only know certain you know 10 things about your business whether they're you know numbers or cultural metrics or whatever that would make you feel calm and confident that everything's going well like mm. that's what you would put on your scorecard mm. So some of the things for some of the departments feel easier, but retail feels really tricky because how do you measure and capture like guest experience in a reliable way? Mm -hmm. It's just very labor intensive. You've got four cafes and then you've got hundreds of guest interactions every day at each of those cafes. True. So it doesn't seem like it would work for us to just go in on our normal morning coffee and be like, oh, yeah, it felt good in, in Swift today. Or, you know, what's what's the experience right. across the whole the whole day on average? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it could so. get to be a big undertaking to essentially try to survey X person. You know, it's like, hey, we have 300 guests a day coming in. What's that, like 9,000 guests a month? Right. Per cafe. What do you feel like? Yeah, per cafe. What do you feel like is a appropriate sample mm -hmm. to like the survey to feel that you're getting like a good representation each month because it i mean it seems like it like that is that would be one way to do it right yeah but, um because my well my gut feeling would be to survey if we're if we were going to do a survey you'd want to survey our best customers like well, the, that's cheating <laughs> no because they're the ones that are there every day like if someone comes in every day no matter what they have more of a bead on what's going on than someone who is just a, a part-timer yeah but i mean uh, the experience yeah. of people who are there for the first time also i feel like should count for, oh it does uh, right it's like and that's where it's like what yeah what percentage or cross-section of people gives you enough like how to survey gives you enough of the regulars, gives you like enough of like new people, gives you enough. Well, but I guess what I'm saying though is that the way, well, I get that people get to know the regulars, so maybe they treat them differently. They might too. treat them differently, but I, I, yeah, they might also be more in tune to where like, oh, you guys usually do it like this, and then I like the other week was kind of a bummer because. Yeah. Usually the burrito's awesome, and then for a couple of weeks it was it was pretty weird, like that guy who came in on his bike. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Versus, you could get a one timer, one timer with a terrible experience or a really good experience, and never get any feedback again. I don't know. How does Disney do it? Well, I I don't know, but I'm just well. I mean, I could think about that for a second. I was caught on the thought though of like. The thing about if you're trying to ask too many regulars, what they're all they're bought into what they want, and the thing about us 
in great hospitality is that you somewhat curate experiences to those regulars. So they might not actually be speaking to what we do as a whole. Yeah. They might be just speaking to the amazing hospitality they get in like their special way we make their drink. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if that covers. But if you have 10 regulars who all like get different things in terms of yeah. our hospitality, that is exactly what we do. Sure. But they're bought in for maybe different, like they're maybe not bought in for the reasons I think we'd be able to get something from it, but they're not necessarily trying to measure in the same way that we as like the, for lack of a better term, like the company's mastermind concept is not necessarily what they're thinking about. They're just thinking about how we made them feel and what they liked on the day. So we'd dissect that, sure, but they're also going to want to protect what they like more than protecting necessarily what we're trying to do. Same thing would be true for any guest though. Yeah, but I think what's great about the guests who doesn't know is that they're not bought into anything yet. Yeah, so they're yeah. not bought into like how they're, they don't have a predetermined idea about what it should look like based on what they got as the individual. Yeah. So that's, that to me is almost more valuable than the person who um, is there every day and well, has I mean, an like, expectation. Take, take somebody like Sharon and Heather who have gotten coffee from you and I. Like they're bought into our business because they believe in you and I and we also do all these amazing things. But she'll come. Heather and or Sharon, and it'll give me the feedback on what's good and what's not, but they're still coming every single day. And they're in that world of like, well, it just kind of ebbs and flows based on, you know, whatever. We've had a bunch of, uh, we have a new leadership group and so on and so forth. So to me, that is important information. But do you like for years and years, we also, I also had to be like, I hear you, Heather, but you also know that you like your cappuccino, like not exactly how we even teach our team to make the cappuccino and you're actually complaining about it you know like you want it a quarter inch short in the cup and this that and the other and you know what i'm saying so like see i feel like that's the most valuable feedback though but so, that's not what we train our team to do by default right right but, you, but we know really because what are we, what are we really assessing like we're not assessing cappuccino in a vacuum but with someone like sure. so heather and sharon we'll just say heather they're related they're family mom so, daughter yeah yeah so let's just take heather yeah Heather has been with us since the beginning. Yeah. And she has seen the absolute best of what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. She's completely bought into what we do. But I have this feeling that if we drop below a certain standard, mm -hmm. she would just be like, okay, I'm over it. Like, sure. I, I can't deal with this. And that's why she often does have feedback. Mm -hmm. Like, it's rare that I see her and she doesn't have feedback, mm -hmm. whether it's positive or constructive. And with her cappuccino... Like what we're learning there is like whoever is doing it not how she wants it isn't paying attention or listening. There's a breakdown somewhere, whether that's at the yeah. register or the barista or whatever. So we're not evaluating, you know, the quality of a cappuccino as per cat and cloud spec right. necessarily in that, but we're just it's a it's a bigger guest experience thing. Totally. So my the reason I feel strongly about the regulars is that they have seen us at our best, so they know what that high, high, high is. I don't think it's bad to get yeah. a lot of different, you know, reviews. I mean, if you were operating a bigger company and let's say you have someone who, you know, Disney comes up all the time. They do surveys all the time. Yeah. If you had to rate like a hierarchy of people whose feedback you got and there's someone who goes to Disneyland five times a year versus someone that is only going to go to Disneyland once in their life. Right. Who's more important? You could learn something from both of them. Yeah. But in terms of serving like your primary audience, I would say like, well, this guy fucking goes all the time, mm -hmm. has a better understanding of our experience. And it's like, this is our, you know, 
for lack of a better term, target customer or Maybe, target but guest. You could disagree that their target customer is actually the person that saves up all their money to go once in their life, right? It's like they also that like that is also who they create the experience for is to like blow the mind of the that family who's like can only afford to you know save up the money and oh. go to like Disney World, and it's like this is like the one time they're going. It's mm. like. I think, I think that's like a substantial amount of their business as well. I think they want to do that for sure. Mm. But it's like, I don't know. It's like Jenny's sister goes to Disneyland four times a year. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, you ever meet someone and you're telling me you have a business, you tell me you have a coffee shop and they're like, oh, you know what you guys should do? You guys should have bagels. Right. It's like, that to me feels like the, the, first time guests like the potential problems with only with leveraging that first time guests um information because they don't actually know what you do so yeah. it's not like it's not valuable it's not like we don't want to blow their minds it's like do you guys have like that conversation we had the other night i know someone who has beans from guatemala let me hook you up like they don't know the context of anything yeah mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just important to get a diverse cross-section, and then I think the data just, like, shows you what's important. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one altogether. Well, so Disney does their version of, you know, we've we've had our Cat and Cloud version of things like Case or Hats. Disney does their version, which was, like, SCXE, and now it's uh, they've added another one for, like, inclusivity. But that's and it's, it was in order for them, right? So that was like safety first. Mm -hmm. Disney hit us up. We can give you a better. Yeah, give us a Jared's better. actually really good at creating acronyms. Yeah, we so. give you a better. Acronym. Acronym. I got it. I'm good. Yeah, Jared's but, your guy. Yeah, I can help you out for a small fee. They, but they also have the money to get that broad scope. You know, like they're just doing data collection, and they are doing data collection deep enough that they're like, how many times do you come? What's your like if people fill it out they're they're filling out the shit yeah right? this is yeah. how much money i make this is how many times i come and they do that in the park they just pull you aside or you're just they're there and they're so there. they'll be like hey you got two minutes and you can say yes or no and then they do it and they'll send you even like a follow-up couple things if you want to do it i've done it a couple times just to see but they're they have the ability and the money and the resources to do that right and then they gather all their feedback but i think if we circle back to the beginning of this they also have pretty clear understanding of what like what are the main tenants that they're trying to do mm -hmm. and yeah. they're kind of you know dissecting from what the feedback is there and where can we either improve or evolve which know? i think we do as well right mm -hmm. it's like what would be on our you know what would be on our survey yeah so starting there i think is wise right when we get clear on they have some of the non-negotiables that are almost super simple like one of them is you will seek out guest engagement. That means you're trying to engage with guests. You're, so if somebody's watching you or coming through and they're working with you, they're going to tell, be able to tell pretty clearly, like, are you, are you engaging? Are you reaching out to connect with them? Right. Or are you just sitting there? Like when the is just hiding in the yeah, corner. Please like... thank you. Smile, eye contact. <laughs> like that's pretty clear. The other one is like you, whether I'm going to use maybe butcher it, but like seek to find solutions to any guest problem yeah right mm -hmm. so that is the same thing like you're not only seeking engagement but if somebody comes to you with an issue there's never there's never a i don't know there's a let me find somebody at at minimum you know so those things to me are like actually the, the action item yeah that's behind it mm -hmm. because seeking out guest engagement is so much different than something just like courtesy yeah absolutely you right. know mm -hmm. or even if you say a word like hospitality it's 
means something different to everybody unless mm-hmm. you explain it really well, which I, I think we, we do a pretty good job of that. But seeking out is kind of putting you into action, uh-huh. right? It's like, oh, cool. Like, I see Jared. I'm waving at him. Right. But I actually need to go up and shake his hand and introduce myself to for the, you know, our little social interaction to be complete. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's yeah. like at a, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, I like that. Our buddy who owns the mystery spot, Eric, just went to Disneyland with his friends. And it was one of those things where he was hanging out. He like dropped a coffee. And he's like, dude, before I even knew it, somebody showed up with like another coffee for me. And I didn't ask. And he, I was like, where'd this guy even come from? And then I tried to tip him and he wouldn't let me tip him. And, you know, it was like just one of those things where it's like this person was like, that's a, something I can fix. You know, I can seek out yeah. a guest engagement and I can solve a problem right there. So I'm gonna go figure it out. Make somebody's day. Yeah. What if you had some sort of weird random sampling situation? So there's a little card where every, who knows, 20th, 40th guest on, or it's just completely random. If someone comes in to Swift and orders coffee and food, they're in the kitchen and they bring them out like, here's your food. Here's an optional, you know, survey if you want to fill it out. And mm-hmm. either it's just for funsies or you get, you know, free cappuccino yeah. or 15% off or totally. whatever. And it's just rando. Yeah. You know? No, I like then, the random. And then someone collects them and they just right. live somewhere and then we review them, you know, month over month. Yeah. We have a, a score. Yeah. No, I mean, it I can have five, six categories on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can do a bunch of shit. You can have somebody sit at the like one of the one of us or somebody in charge of their department if we had something kind of clear in terms of asks and have like a literal sign on a table like we're sitting at right now and say, like, they're there for call it two hours. They're hanging out at this table. Hey, if you want a free coffee and you want to talk to me about what we do here and and give us some feedback on some things, I'd love to answer some questions That's or awesome. hear from you. <laughs> and then for two hours, you're hanging out there and anybody who's down, you we buy them their drink. They come sit with you. They ask you to talk to them for five, 10 minutes, high five. They got a free drink and they're out of here. But like, you're just sitting there logging information from random. So-and-so's like it's, it would, it could, it's interesting. I don't yeah. know. You know, all this stuff is yeah. interesting. That could totally work, you know? And then you'd, you'd be able to also see the difference between like the regular, the new person, the whatever. Some people wouldn't do it at all. Some people would. When you know, the people who have a complaint would for sure do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, if you did something wrong and someone wants to, t- like, gives you the opportunity to talk about it, I mean, look at Yelp. I yeah, mean, no, for sure. It's like all shining stars or people who are pissed as fuck. Like, yeah. no normal person's going to leave a Yelp review. There's no, yeah. There's always this thing that's like, uh, when you're looking at, like, book reviews or something, it's like, go read the three star reviews because <laughs> yeah. those are, like, the, the most real. The, yeah, the people you actually beings, want, yeah. the actual human beings, right? It's like, you don't want to read the one or the five. Right. Well, then the people who would, I mean, even if they are doing what you're saying, they're still coming into the shop. So, you know, in that context too, like maybe we're still their best option. They're still happiest with us, but they still have, you know, things to say. And I mean, I could, I could totally say that I'm that guy without, like, I'm not overly critical and that I wouldn't go back, but I'm that guy when I go to like restaurants and food, I'm always like, oh, that's a good salad. But like, I would like, you know, in my mind, whether they decide they want to hear that from me or not, whether it matters is TBD, but they could still hear that from somebody you know and like not necessarily change something if it was exactly how they wanted it to go but i'm yeah. i'm critical in that way you know yeah the, not enough to write a yelp review but i would have if somebody did chef right. sit down with me not and i was comfortable enough review, and they're yeah. like here just tell me like what do you think about it like no problem that doesn't mean i'm gonna change anything yeah but yeah like, exactly just right. tell me like what you thought of the cappuccino like and yeah i don't know i'd be a fun conversation you'd get something out of it 
So what would be some of the things that would be on our our score sheet, our survey? What would you want to ask people about? Um, something geared towards well, I don't break, know. Break down the experience. Yeah, I mean, when you're thinking of because a lot of it's feelings based stuff. So it's like, mm. how did it feel to walk into yeah. this space? And then a follow up question of like, what was it that made you feel that way? That's like long form though. Like the key is to probably make it shorter right. and make yeah. it easy Usable. for people to do. To and where easy it, for us to like to process. assimilate and process. Yeah, to everything. where it's like um, um, staff staff friendliness or hospitality. You know, one out of ten. Like space cleanliness, one out of ten. Like yeah. drink wait time, one out of ten. Um, coffee quality, one out of ten. Why? Or you know, right? That's like something the standard. To, to where it's like, cool. It felt really good in there. I got my drink in a reasonable amount of time. The workflow was smooth. The place was clean. Like I, you know, and then maybe an open box at the end. Like, what would you change? What's what's really wrong? What's really different? Where it's like, oh yeah, the fucking bathroom had piss everywhere, and there's like a toilet paper explosion, or I don't know. Yeah, you could give people like groups of feelings. Yeah. Right. Like, did it make you feel? You know, some some amount like a of like positive, emoji some face. like amount of like indifferent feelings, and some amount of like upset feelings, and like which right. yeah, that like widens it out a little bit more on the feeling side of things. Because if we did samples like that, and it could take someone, you know, just an hour or two every month to collect those and put them into a some sort of data entry, some yeah. sort of spreadsheet that would calculate averages and like highs and lows. Or, mm. And then it's a start. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The experience and then quality, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, using the term experience is so broad and like, I think we know what we're trying to do when we're saying that, but that that just opens, that's a lot, right? That's speed of service, cleanliness, that's music volume, that's temperature, that's, you know, I mean, for me, that's with all the things that I'll start breaking down in experience, that's person to person, that's, so I, I like... I think we'd have to find a way to to claim what are yeah. what are our uh, like I said pinnacles earlier. What are the things that we need to hit? And we'll... yeah, my big thing is like how we did verse expectations. Yeah, right. How how can we constantly exceed. continuously exceed mm-hmm. expectations? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of our things then, right? Is if we're looking to exceed expectations, then that would be something that we would maybe try to put as a goal somewhere right and then we can kind of find out where that sits and where it doesn't because i do think we do exceed a lot of people's expectations in certain places and then is it uh, our whose expectations right because that's a weird one yeah who's our expectations expectations no i think if we're hard see i disagree with you we would never be able to exceed our expectations we should set our expectations (laughs) exactly where we want them to be yeah right to where it's like if this is our expectation and everybody hits it that's perfect right like if we want to actually exceed our own expectations, our expectations should be higher. Right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. I mean, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I think no, that our yeah. expectations are probably higher than most guests. Yeah. Definitely. So we do exceed a lot of guest expectations because we go above and beyond versus what yeah, most so people do. Yeah, probably hitting our expectations our is exceeding yeah, most I people's so. expectations. Right, so that's where you circle back to the beginning, which is if we can be clear on what that is, then that's a huge start. Right. Well, so with some of those things that we just talked about, like what would you add to that list? So we have, you know, you know, whether it's friendliness, cleanliness, drink wait time, quality, like sure. coffee quality, beverage quality, 
like what, comfort of, what the, of the room and space Com- yeah, right? cozy space like, yeah yeah i don't know what i the term would be offhand but right like, right and i'm trying to think about is it too hot too cold right too like this, that's too that. that's just what i do you yeah. walk in you're like okay well i mean think about this you just activate what are what are your senses that you're activated on and what's the best version that we want of those so sight smell touch you know all that like what is the mm. what do we want it to be we want it to smell good right that's one of the things i've the five senses we're working on yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> like now i want talking. one thing is like i want our bathrooms to never smell and again props to disney they've found a new way of doing this with something or other where it doesn't smell like cleaning supplies in their bathrooms anymore whatever they've got smells like some form of like flowers and like f- fresh scenty shit it doesn't smell like they put in a deodorizer and I think that is pretty fucking badass and yeah, like cool. really smart. Like I, I, just, I mean, it's For just like, sure. fuck, man, like you did it. You did it in a way where you didn't you come did in and it. be like, somebody's covering up a smell. Like that's not what it's like anymore. And I've been thinking about that. Like the ones that we have in some of our spaces are attempts at that. Like they're a floral, some kind of scent that doesn't smell like a bathroom Febreze air freshener. And whether we nail it or not anyways i don't like our bathrooms don't smell period that would be awesome no matter what just happened in there (laughs) it'd be a goal i think that'd be a great goal so anyways engaging your senses and deciding what that is does it look attractive in every single place that we would focalize your attention not necessarily i don't think it's fair to although i'd love it to be everywhere but i think if you're working your way towards a like the best version of yourself you can't ask for everything to be perfect out the gate you have to be like these areas need to be a thousand percent dialed and this is the standard across the board like clean but well, you know i, think, I don't think maybe you could ask for all of that really yeah. like i mean yeah why would it be unreasonable to have everything be super clean i guess it would not oh well that's not the term i guess that's where i'm going in my mind what super clean is super clean is like dreaming of the ability to power wash everything every night and dreaming the ability to like never have scuffs on our chairs and our baseboards which is totally doable I mean, if you have the money to spend on the time and the cleaning and so on and so forth. So I'm just trying to have a little bit of empathy, not only for us, but all the smaller business owners who are like, you know, unless you build that in somehow in a sustainable way from the beginning, that stuff adds up pretty gnarly across the board. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want that. Right. I, but dude, if I, if there was a way for us to every night have, or every day since the beginning, like, we don't get scuffs because they, you know, and we do clean up everything so perfectly. Like, yeah, but oh. what is reasonable is like a every X number of days, yeah, like, like deep clean. There is and, that. Right. So I'm not, I'm not trying to negate that, or but I'm just saying painting the baseboards every, you know, right. Few months or whatever, right. whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. So what I'm doing there is all I'm saying is what I picture when I say things like that is I picture that level, which is really gnarly, uh, tough to attain, but there are levels that you absolutely could attain on the way there, which yeah, paint the baseboards, deep clean the chairs and if you stagger oh, yeah. those appropriately like oh my those God. are totally attainable the chairs <laughs> we need new chairs right or even that like purchase new chairs <laughs> and so then are they, are they all you know and yeah i want chairs that have some form of style to them but that requires which, a different set which that's where some of the feedback might point us to yeah. those things because we all know the chairs in swift are nasty like they're fucking nasty for real. And we all see it every day, but it's not enough to actually get after it. But, but if I, we got feedback, but I bet from if we like had feedback from a of bunch guests. of guests, it's like, dude, this place is awesome, but your chairs are disgusting. <laughs> like, what are you doing? 
Yeah. We like probably we'd probably nice. do something about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, could we actually just shampoo them real quick and just like do that instead of buying new chairs all the time? And, and then these I, are just like questions that you end up asking yourself if you're thinking about it. Right. And actually offhand, probably we could have been shampooing them versus thinking about buying new chairs, or like throwing them away. Because then to your point, if we did have a random sample of people giving us feedback, let's say there's a billion things that need to happen to make it perfect. Right. Over time, we would start to understand more deeply what the most important things of to those things are. Like, yeah. like what's, what's to? the top 20 that are that we believe in, but also the guests right. see the, as the uh-huh. most important. Like that makes me feel confident in our decision making. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's where it also gives you that safety buffer of not getting emotionally sucked in. For me, even though it's, we're better at it now, but getting emotionally sucked into those people that you're like technically closer with over the years, you know, where you're like, oh gosh, the stress of this person. You just kind of get this data and you're like, great, this is really helpful. Those are the top 20. And, and those are the people who are willing to give us feedback too. So that's cool as well. That means they care enough to give us something brain space. Yeah. I feel like it's, yeah, it'll be interesting over the next few months. Yeah. I feel like we're moving towards trying to figure this out in one way or another. Yeah. I mean, we could start with six simple categories Mm -hmm. and just kind of see how it goes. We can H both for for retail. That's just retail. I know. Yeah. That's just retail. Yeah. I don't know. But it's the most. It's uh, where you said it's a complex because it's like I think it's the most complex yeah. in terms of that because the yeah you can move into web and like what the experience is for guests that order online, right? Which all part or all you know, of those things partners. feel feel more simple because the. What do I say? The environment is less dynamic. Yeah. You know, the web store, as long as, if you look at the web store and the way people interact with it, as long as certain things are taken care of, i.e., you know, the products are ordered in a way that makes sense that people can engage with in the right way, like the right coffees are being highlighted at the right time, like the hard part is getting all that stuff right to make it, you know, easy to interact with, easy to get the information, easy to ultimately buy because that's something that you want to do. Like people are there to buy something. They're right. Like just, how many clicks does it not take just scrolling you to get for fun. To... Right. Do I have to mm. click fucking 15 times to actually get to Benjamin Paz's geisha or yeah. is it just right there? Mm. And, you know, f- once you figure that out, it doesn't get dirty. You know what I mean? We don't <laughs> totally. have, we don't we have, have to baseboards buy to clean, but it, it, the, the products turn over quite a bit. Because we have coffee launches all the time. Um, so it's just completely different. Mm-hmm. It's completely different opportunities. I guess the more I think about it, the more the more it is kind of similar, except it's just one place. Maybe that's what it is, you know, because people are experiencing it. You know, they're they're like, oh, cool. How does it look? How does it make me feel? Is it easy to get what I want? Is everything like really easily explained? Um but there's one web store. There's not four web stores yeah. not that are all a little walking. bit different. You know, yeah. they're not in different neighborhoods. They're all yeah. on the the web. <laughs> well, yeah, and your body doesn't feel anything in them, or smell anything in them, or taste anything in them too. So they're like, you can less engagement points. It's all cerebral. Well, I mean, well, there is like when you receive, way, but, like, what? How does it feel to receive? Sure, sure, sure. The package. The package. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like then then you have that part too. But I 
wouldn't associate that with web as much as I'd associate that with a different department. But whatever, that's just dissecting it in an un- unnecessary way. I'm I mean, yeah, it's it's all part of that like I'm not, yeah. online guest experience, mm-hmm. but that part is taken care of by the roastery. Yeah, yeah. So and, I mean, I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to split hairs to be splitting hairs. Yeah. I just I wouldn't associate it the same way. The it's a store though. It is a sales point, an opportunity for well, engagement. I mean, it's a, it is an experience mm-hmm. center, just like everything else is an experience mm-hmm. center. You know, it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not only a a sales point. It's like you're getting a you're feeling out what's going on here. Is this yeah. someone that I want to engage with? Is this a place that I see myself being a part of or not? Yeah, you know. What's a what are some examples of like? scorecardy i really don't like the term scorecard by the way it throws me off but what are some examples of things that you would like to see that maybe are the non-negotiables like this is what it is um simplicity is one Mm -hmm. there's something about copy that needs to be captured like um yeah it's an art for sure yeah because one of the things that we're working on for our quarter is you know we have a million stories to tell and there's a lot of things that are happening, Mm. but how do we capture and put our most compelling stories up front and overtell them like over and over and Mm. over and over again? You know, for example, we haven't talked about this explicitly, but it's in my mind. It's like best friends club Mm -hmm. has a page on our website. But if that's the only place the Best Friends Club exists, it's a disservice to the Best Friends Club, sure. which is one of the more interesting parts of Cat and Cloud's green buying um, program, right? Mm-hmm. It's something unique that we do that nobody else does that's really, really interesting. So that's a story that we should be telling over and over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and working into it. So if you shop oh. for coffee in some way, you should hear about these things, not just because they're important to us, but... I think they're important to the people who want to be our guests. Absolutely. Yeah. They're they're they speak to like a bigger culture. So it's like how do you make sure that, you know, simplicity like it's it's like how Disney used to say they would what they changed the term but they said they would overmanage certain things. They'd yeah, go yeah. really hard on these few right. things. Hyper it's, specific, it's, like these have to be hit right. every it's like time. driving these core yeah. tenants home. And that's that's and the I, concept. Yeah. And I think the same thing, you know, it's like do people go there and have a sense of who we are? Like mm-hmm. does it so sense of place is one thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in a cafe you have a sense of place from your senses like you're saying. Like sure. you walk into the room and immediately you feel an energy. Mm-hmm. Where it's um you know, it's a combination of the people, the music, temp- all those things where it's like, do you have a sense of place or a sense of who we are from going to our web store? Do we just look like a generic other coffee company? Right. Like, what does this mean? Oh, it's a coffee company? That's fine. There's like a million coffee companies. Yeah. Um, three guys own a coffee company? Who cares? Like, where did they come from? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Connect- it's like a, it's a story. So I went off on a tangent there. No, no, no um, keep going, keep going. There's like, like, like something about simplicity, something about storytelling, something about like putting our most compelling pieces forward. And then like, I, I don't know how to do this, but every, like getting people what they want is really, really tricky if they're not a coffee geek. Like mm-hmm. funneling them to the right coffee for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, Yeah. That's just in terms of like how you compare things like roast levels and things across it's different so companies hard. yeah or 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 just within any given company yeah. mm. 
It's yeah. a, I'm just like looking at. That's websites. where some some kind of AI generator thing could be sick. It's like type in what you want. I want dark roasted coffee with the da, 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 and they're like, cool. You want this? Yeah. <laughs> it like spits out like yeah. three options at you or something. That'd be kind of G. Yeah, that's probably not too far away. It's probably not too far away. I think something that I do notice when I go to, well, obviously I'll, I've been on the Disney site um, a lot, but what they do is they try to put pictures on there that reflect what it might be like if you were there in the experience and they try to almost evoke emotion in that way. It's like, can you see yourself in this place? Right. And so there's like pictures of different families enjoying a thing. Like it's not, but then it's also, then they're featuring areas in the park or rides that are really interesting and so you're kind of or i'm sorry uh what are they called um not attractions not rides but but what they're doing is it's like the things that you're going to see are already there right the simplicity sake like purchase tickets but like right above purchasing tickets is a family of five all smiling or walking onto something Mm -hmm. right and then it's like planning your trip and it's like whatever in this case it was looking at like it's like an overshot of the millennium falcon and star wars land and it's like whoa that place looks sick you know and then the one right below it's cars land and they're like whoa if that's what it looks like to go there you know what i'm saying and so there's like these i think they're pretty smart in that way where you're i would imagine what they're doing is like make sure that what you show them kind of paints a picture of what it feels like when they're interacting in the experience and not not necessarily like what the cast members are experiencing working there which doesn't mean that we have to do that but that that's makes like sense you know like that's what they're trying to do right they're yeah. trying to get you well because that site is a conduit for them to get people into their exactly into yeah. their parks right. it's like not like people yeah. are shopping for disney merch on no. the disney and they'll site link you they're there, doing that exactly. at a whatever store they're yeah. at right yeah so it's yeah. like it's all of the how do we get you here it's like all the accommodations right even one of them is like a, whatever a little girl sitting with her mom smiling in the bed of the hotel you know it's like accommodations it's like oh that looks like a fun place to stay i'll probably look at that <laughs> they're having a nice time it's funny because what i'm the stuff that we're talking about i'm always tripping about dead weight in companies like this kind of corporate bloat that happens but when you have a super complex company that has a bunch of different angles and you have to measure all these different things you're just like dang how do we track all of these different things that not just this, but the amount of admin that gets stacked on top of yeah. scaling versus we're all in one place mm. and we're cupping all the coffee every day and we're tasting all the espresso every day and we manage QC just here mm-hmm. in this one location versus, cool, how are we you know, going forward in the next five to whatever years, like tracking quality of coffee like overall with green or you know what i mean it's like this whole there's all of these crazy things that yeah just i think need that's the happen. challenge right yeah. because it's like it can become very uh like if we want to keep doing you know we want to do things authentically and a lot of companies as you get bigger they just kind of farm it out to like right. numbers and simplicity you know the simplicity and it's not that authentic experience even in terms of measuring things and and deciding on quality and things mm. like that it's like oh we're just gonna farm it out to this company that all they do is surveys and they're gonna yeah do it in their generic way and you know it's like that's how we're gonna scale because we don't have the time and resources mm-hmm. as we grow to actually put the intention into it and things like that i think that's where a lot of companies maybe 
the culture, the brand gets diluted as they grow yeah. because hmm. um, they kind of take the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think the challenge is how do you do it authentically and like with, like with maintaining your culture and your brand and still find creative ways to solve those solutions of measuring what you want to measure and yeah um and making it fit within like the business plan and everything we just uh opened up the pandora's box you know we're like and they were looking at big business like that looks hard <laughs> right because there's <laughs> one of those tough. forks in the road as you get bigger that it's like they're like all right well we don't have time to do this we're just gonna mm -hmm. like you know so you know get filter it out to, yeah it's gonna filter it out to here and we're gonna mm -hmm. let these people do that and um you know then everything dilutes really really quickly i think how do you mm. find yourself you know in the green coffee world because you're stepping into some different things dulce is taking a more active role like, how does that feel for you in terms of feeling confident about everything that's coming in everything feeling like 100 <laughs> percent. you know what i mean i mean no i know dude just, we buy a lot of coffee you know there's a lot of coffee on the menu we got a lot yeah. of interesting coffees it's all sweet maria's right <laughs> It's all Sweet Maria's versus we'll on a popcorn the hopper. And a personal, <laughs> for I got a personal account. It's Sweet Maria's. Yeah. We're buying by the pounds, <laughs> literally. Put it on Chuck's yeah. card. He's got it. Yeah. I guess get reimbursed. I'm every just time looking to palletize all these single pounders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait. So Tom, going back to like, I'm just. Saying, I guess I'm kind of curious as to just how how it feels to step i don't even want to say stepping away because it's mm. not like we're stepping away from things we're just stepping into different things yeah you know stepping into different things and saying like okay cool i'm I'm gonna opt out of this trip this year and yep. she's gonna buy this many coffees it just i'm just kind of yeah curious as to your feelings about it yeah i think it's similar to how we think about things where it's deciding what's important and creating the most simple systems to help ensure that those things that are really important are, um, you know, are done in a way that is like authentic to our culture and that works for our business, mm -hmm. right? So, um, taking a lot of stuff that, you know, over, you know, having done this for like almost nine years for us, stuff that often lives in my head, mm. and then in the process of transferring it to Dulce, it's like, cool, we've got a lot more stuff written down, we've got a lot more stuff in spreadsheets. Versus in my head, I could kind of just, um, you know, I could kind of like just go through, you know, do it a bit more like intuitionally mm -hmm. and know that I kind of have all the goalposts in my mind. Right. And I can run pretty well that way. But knowing bringing somebody that's, a, that's newer along and wanting to build in, um, you know, taking it out of my mind and out of those goalposts and putting it into Excel sheets um, yeah. is going to make it more sustainable uh over time so that's what helps me and then it's like then it's a lot easier for me to oversee as well i mean it is akin to the ethereal of like measuring what experience looks like in the cafe and then it's like being able to transfer that into uh you know into like a score a survey or a score sheet or something like that yeah what would you where would you start with with green coffee per se um yeah so with green coffee one of the ways I started when Dulce started working with me was just in terms of our overall buying plan and kind of going big picture um, is just how we approach it and then bringing it down into the details, right? So it's like, cool, big picture, we buy 
you know, what do we buy? Like 300,000 pounds of coffee a year, right? And then bringing it down with like the data we have, it's like we know, you know, we know what the breakdowns are and we do, you know, we do collect that data of like X percent is the answer and X percent are blends and X percent are SOs. And um, yeah, it's pretty simple creating the spreadsheets that can outline, well, taking 300,000 pounds of coffee and delineating it down to, cool, we need to buy, you know, uh, you can just go buy product, right? So, well, it's just like, I'm just making stuff up, but like, cool, half of everything we sell is the answer, right? The answer is made out of these three coffees, right? So, cool, 300,000, so we'll just use this example, 300,000 pounds, cool, it's 150,000 pounds of the answer. We got three coffees in the answer, that's 50,000 pounds of each one of these coffees. Perfect breakdown. And that's cool. Like how many bags is that? And then we're looking at like, right. So that's how many bags we need to buy for this year. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're doing that with each product. Um, So instead of me kind of just keeping all those numbers in my head, um, it becomes, we've got a whole master like green coffee spreadsheet that breaks all those numbers down. And um, so when we go into buying seasons, it's like, we know, you know, top level, how many pounds we're doing. And then, it all gets broken down into uh, like the different products and what percentage of like the total coffee we buy is in each product. And how are you breaking down the the more, um, what do you say, like the creative portion of the green buying department in, or maybe more, I don't know how you say yeah, yeah. I mean, so, like so there's certain, yeah. there's some mix of coffees that are stable blends, you know, answer, night shift, friend yeah. zone. And then in within that single origin, we've got the best friends club, crew and then there's these kind of just i don't want to say one-offs but there's a swath of single origins that we have to fill and then figuring out like what are you plugging in there from a like a chef's perspective like like, filling Mm. out that menu do i want x amount that are like this x amount like that and then communicating that is that yeah i love that yeah no that's that's like that is the creative process right that's that's really fun and then it then it's like a mix of like the art and the science of like you could start out and have it all be fun but then um yeah i think it's just again hearing from our our guests like our wholesale guests that like um you know when we first started out it was all individual single origins from places where we enjoy coffee from right Mm -hmm. um yeah i think when we all got together and kind of decided in general what kind of menu we would like but then like through hearing from certain wholesale partners it's like we generally always have kind of like uh, a certain type of colombia like the Vida calco on the menu we always have a certain kind of brazil on the menu we always have like a natural ethiopia on the menu and those like those menu products came from feedback from, from our, partners. our partners, right? So then really it becomes like a mix of the artistic, uh, really enjoying like, you know, we've really been enjoying like what we found in Peru lately or really enjoying like the natural coastas we've been getting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, each year you can, it becomes a little bit different based on, you know, what you're liking, but also what, um, you know what's selling and then you also have to bring in like the cost component of it of like um you know hey it's like i love like a really complex kenya but like you know it yeah so maybe it's like two percent of what we sell is kenya you know so it's like i it's even though i you know i love that it's like i'm not gonna go buy like 
ten percent worth of worth of Kenya. We're selling to people, not ourselves. Yeah, a hundred percent, and that's really get, important to remember. Yeah. As because Kenyans are my favorite coffees, pretty consistently in the yeah. last few years. As, as well as menu create menu curators, mm-hmm. right? It it uh, it really is listening. Yeah, it's like there is some creative ability to to how you form the menu, but it's also in tandem with like listening to our guests and what they're enjoying. Mm-hmm. Right. I would suggest you found a nice place for us to experience Kenyan coffee in the truth. And it made me kind of excited that it might be a place for us to be able to experience like Kenyan flavors. Without uh, it. Yeah. The recent truth that we've had. It's been one of the, my favorite iterations we've had in a really long time. And I think Kenyan coffee in there is a big part of that. But does really well. It really, it does. And I think, anyway, that was, that's just whatever. I'm sidebarring, but yeah. it's been neat because I agree with you. Like, People don't buy Kenyan coffees as their first go-to a lot, and I love them. And so to be able to have that experience in our own company pretty consistently through a pretty safe channel like that has been really nice for me. Yeah, and I I really love, um, like I don't know, the engagement in different parts of the company that me not holding the green coffee department so close over the last year has brought. So it's like... The collaboration with Mark, yeah. you know, as our director of coffee, the collaboration with Dulce, um, you know, for me, like, I just really enjoy being around people doing things together. Mm-hmm. And so that is more like soul filling to me when we're having these discussions about what we want to do and, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, and where other people are bringing opinions of like what they love in coffee as well um like i'm stoked with that as well because it doesn't like it's not it doesn't have to be or just from my point of view like i don't need it to be exactly always what i want it to be right right it's like i enjoy the uh the back and forth and the discussion with other people that are passionate about coffee and like what they want to have on the menu and what do you want to have on the menu um and then i can like facilitate and mm. and make that happen and we can do it together right it's like i enjoy doing things together that's why Teamwork's i don't have values, a, a business sense. Uh, where i'm the only owner <laughs> right? Dude, it's like i enjoy doing things with you guys dude that's <laughs> what i told the difference when i was at our friend zach's house the other night because he had a little cocktail yeah. hour and anthony one of his friends was there and he was just anthony's not the beard guy is he no, is he like a little bit shorter? Anthony's yeah, he's like a little he's shorter, like our size. size. Yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's he shooter. looks like an athlete. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? Know he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, a nice guy. He was just came up to me and he's just, dude, what gave you the confidence? Like, how does it work? He's like, I got so many ideas and I'll go down these rabbit holes and then I just stop. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it off or do this or do that. And I said, honestly, it. I think not having to do it by myself is the thing that gave me the most confidence. My business partners gave me the most confidence that it would actually work because if I had to do it alone, I just wouldn't have done it. I don't think it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I I knew we had, cause he's like, how did you know coffee? I was like, well, coffee was the easy part for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we've all had decades of experience in the industry. So we knew cafe as well. We knew the other side well. And, but it's just something about having all of the slots fill with people who were down. Mm-hmm. was a big thing yeah i think that's the magic thing mm-hmm. they well, just yeah you just need the other people you really do i'm like thinking of uh 
the hour at the top at the bottom of the hour i guess it would oh be. yeah but but i'm like to continue where we're maybe going in this conversation it's like the other thing that i'm want to be cognizant of and i think we're trying to be when we talk about where does a score sheet meet culture is like there's those where do we find our way to create the system so that people follow them but make sure there's real clarity in places where we need to have the wiggle room in the gray area so that we don't get stuck in the bureaucracy of yeah. like indecision 100%. at all levels. And that I think is where the real magic of the amazing companies come into play is the clarity of the systems, the clarity of what needs to be done. And then where's that play, you know, where yeah, there's the we saying call like, it a power uh, yeah. to please is one of the things we've used, but there's there's far more understanding to that concept that would need to happen right like yeah it's, it's have the plan so that you can vary so you can like have a variation from it right. <laughs> you know right. so. like it doesn't all need to be the plan hey everyone that's the podcast for the week thanks so much for listening if you heard something that inspired you let us know or tell a friend these are the types of connections that are the most important to us and that we seek to create every day if there's something you heard and you want to know more about, send us an email to podcast at catandcloud.com or head to our website, catandcloud.com slash podcast and let us know. While you're on our site, check out everything we have to offer. Dive deep into one of our single origin coffees or pick up a little treat for yourself. We have something for everyone, so check it out. Also, find us in the usual places, YouTube, Instagram. We're always there sharing amazing things. All right, that's it. Thanks everyone for being awesome. We'll be back next week.